Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Beelins and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We are so happy to have with us on tonight, Kristen Gear. Kristen is the CEO of Bleacher LLC, which houses the Tennis One app, a topic that we will discuss in some detail as part of our discussion. Kristen has a unique background in that she has spent 16 years as an investigative reporter before successfully transitioning her journalism skills to help businesses and organizations tell their stories, which is what Kristen certainly doing now at Bleacher LLC. It is my privilege to welcome to the court side with Beelins and Tennis Pod, Kristen Gear. Kristen, thanks for taking time tonight, talk some tennis and uh, sharing your journey with us. It is my pleasure, David. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm just going to throw out there, we're going to talk Tennis One app. I love that app and, I, and I'll give a high level review from person outside looking in. Um, you have something that's called the crowd view. So you download the app, you get into the app and you're watching a match in the middle of the screen and up top is guests were like myself and there could be several others. And then on the bottom of the screen is, I would say the main commentators and it can be so interactive. It's just so cool. Um, I love it. I know the people I've talked to loved it. How did that project get started and, and how did that fit uh, within your company at Bleacher LLC? I'm so glad you like it. That is so good to hear. And it's fun, isn't it? I mean, so fun. I, don't, I don't know about you, but I had so much fun when we finally had a chance to really kind of debut this with the Top Seed Open. It was fun. It was so much fun to just like have a chance to talk with the commentators, the sports broadcasters you normally never get a chance to talk to. And celebrity coaches were popping in there and players were popping in and it was really fun. So thanks for being part of that. That was, that, that was really, it was really fun and kind of validating for us, obviously, when you have a big idea and you spend a ton of time working on it, having, you know, having it come to life and seeing that and experiencing it, it's, that's kind of special. That's kind of fun. So it yeah, all started if, if there. You don't with, mind, if you don't yeah. mind, I just want to throw in a couple of shout outs. I mean, we, you have Luke Jensen on there who's 24 by seven energy all the time. He's been oh, on our podcast. Him. We're going to have him again. Um, you know, he just won that world team tennis season, which was incredible. Um, you've had Mark Lucero on there, another guest of the pod. Great, great guy. And Carlos Silva talking about world team tennis, the CEO of world team tennis. Those are just to name a few. You've had so many great guests that are not only coming as guests, but as part of the commentating team. And it's so, so cool. So how did, how did that kind of fit in within, within your company as a whole? Yeah, well, COVID hit, you know, the, the coronavirus kind yes. of hit. And, and we're a live sports app company. So Bleacher does, we, we create sports apps for teams, leagues, tournaments, colleges, universities. And then, you know, all of a sudden, COVID hit, we're a live sports app company. How do you survive without live sports? And I, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time building this phenomenal team and it, it really is a special team. And it's taken a long time to really find the right people who are passionate about the same thing and have that same drive and, and, and really, you know, love, love sports, love to build things that are, are, are value to fans. And, and I didn't want to lay anybody off and I knew I probably should. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's take a deep breath, everybody. And let's say, how can we, let's treat it like a, like a hackathon. How do we create the next big thing? How do we do that? What does that look like? And my background is, is in television. And so, you know, 10, 15 years ago already, I knew TV was a dying platform. 
it's, you know, it just is. Fans, people no longer want to be held hostage to having to watch commercials, as you, as you, as you well know. Um, and so, obviously, the next best thing is, is mobile. Everybody's on their mobile device. So how can we create, instead of the traditional, which is fairly outdated, one-way broadcast model, how can we turn that on its head and create something different? And looking at Zoom and GoToMeeting and all of the other you know, enterprise video platforms that businesses are using to communicate now through, through COVID, taking a look at that and, and the idea of how can we create something like that for sports with a center stage. So in the cases where we can have, where we have the broadcast rights or we work with someone who has the broadcast rights and we can put the, the main match or game action center stage, that's a beautiful thing because then the fans can talk about that as it's happening in real time. Um, but it can also be used for like other types of content like players, meet and greets, in which we did a lot of during the, the Top Seed Open and World Team Tennis, which is also a, just a lot of fun or coaches, you know, coming in or playing games. We've synced some games to live action. So it works beautifully as a second screen platform as well. So all of that has been, it's all come to life within the past three months. And um, so, so like I said, seeing it all come to life and really um, feeling that, that the joy of that experience uh, during the top seat open was pretty special. Oh yeah. It, that, you guys have done an amazing job. You really have. Thank you you, you mentioned you. your background briefly. I want kind of you to describe it because you, you were our three-time Emmy Award winner. I don't know if I've ever interviewed anybody who's a three-time Emmy, who's a one-time Emmy Award winner. Um, you, spent, you spent 16 years as an investigative reporter. You then founded a television production studio. You are also the founder and executive director of um, an organization called Cancurables. Um, the Cancurables. Mm -hmm. Cancurables. Thank, yep. Thank you. It's an organization to raise money for cancer research. Mm -hmm. um, just on a personal note, it's a matter near and dear to my heart as my mother is a breast cancer survivor. Um, so great, great work there. I mean, walk us through some of um, your unique experiences throughout your career at those stops. Sure. I loved doing uh, investigative reporting. It was, it was a passion. It was a drive. It, I loved every minute of, of what I did for over 15 years, almost 16 years. Um, it was, I loved it. I mean, it was so much fun. I, I, I really did love trying to get to the bottom of things. And, and, uh, and I had some bizarre stories that I did. And I loved every minute of it. But then I was diagnosed with cancer, ovarian cancer in 2005. And at that time, it was, you know, cancer wakes you up and says, all right, hey, you need to slow down. You need to take a step back and, and rethink what you're doing and where you're going. And, and it, it, it had been stressful and it had been dangerous for a long time. So for me to, to take that break and say, all right, I need to move, move to something different. Um, I immediately, I had the television fans, I had a, a, a huge fan base that really, they prayed for me, they, they supported me, they sent me, the, I had hundreds of people sent me letters and it was wonderful to, to, to feel that love from them. And I said, I have a platform and I have an opportunity to do something. So I started the Cancurables Foundation to raise money for cancer research, specifically to fund um, the, the research for cancer vaccines and for standardized tests for cancers which don't currently have routine standard tests. Um, 
like ovarian doesn't have a standardized test. And so I was, I was really determined to try to do that and to do it all volunteer. I didn't want to have huge overhead. I wanted to see what that looked like. Could we do it all volunteer? And, and we did for 10 years. We, we, we raised a lot of money, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, research went to, um, to money to fund research at the University of Minnesota and at the Mayo, um, which was really rewarding and, and meaningful and meaningful to all of the volunteers, which, which was really great. I, I still love all of them. They're just a treat. Um, but at that same time, you know, I, all volunteers, I, I knew I still had to pay the bills, right? Um, and I still loved television. I just needed to do things differently. And so I started um, a television production company and we did, um, we did regional and nationally syndicated TV shows for four years. Um, and a number of them were in the sports uh, area. So we did, I did the gopher coaches shows, the football and basketball coaches shows, which were a lot of fun. Um, we did Kent Herbeck outdoors. I don't know if you know Kent Herbeck. Oh, yeah, but, number yeah, 14 that's right. You know, him. that's right. That's right. So we did his, uh, that show for, for a number of years. Um, and, and a couple other shows that were just a lot of fun to do. It was, it was, it was really fun, but then we got hit by the recession, of course, 2008 survived 2009. By 2010, we pivoted to do more corporate videos, and I, I, I kind of hated it, to be honest. I was bored. I'm like, all right, I don't really want to do this. So sold, sold that state. I, I, at that time, also had my, my, had my baby, so I had a chance to stay home with her, which was a joy, and I went back to school. I realized that it was time to go back to school, finally get my my master's, um, I did that with Johns Hopkins University and, and got my master's in digital communications. And again, all, all centering around mobile and, and moving forward. Um, and then that's how, it, that's how I landed with, uh, with this Bleacher um, a mobile app company. Um, and and that's, it's been a ton of fun. So Yeah, so I yeah. mean, what particularly um, piqued your interest at, at Bleacher? I mean, what so, was it something that, you know, obviously you love what you're doing. It's yeah. Been, you guys have been doing great. What was it about that company that you said, you know what, you want to be a part of this? Yeah. So my husband and I um, are both huge sports fans. We just, we are. And, and I, like I said, I loved producing the sports centric shows that we did in, in television as well. So it was, it, it, that wasn't a, a tough leap for me. Um, we just, we are really passionate sports fans. Um, I am not a tennis player. I wish I were. I have really bad hand-eye coordination, really bad. I'm just not, I wish I were better, but I, I play a little golf. I still do that, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, but we, we both are sports fans. And so we, we saw a need um, and, and started this company and have not looked back. And so, so it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, when I started messing around with this tennis one app, the first thing I did is I, I texted my dad and brother, who we're all huge sports fans, and I said, um, you know, this app is, is pretty awesome. I mean, I, they need to have this for other sports. Maybe Bleacher does have it for other sports. And if it's not Bleacher, maybe somebody else has it for other sports. I mean, this is compatible to other sports. I mean, 100%. Is that something your company does, or are you yeah. mainstream focused on tennis right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so our company is a, we started as a white label app provider. So that means we customized our app platform, made, made it look like, 
each of our clients had their very own app. They did, but it was our, our app platform base. So we would just highly customize it. Um, we did that. So we're, we've, we've centered on three sports verticals to date. Um, that has been tennis. We grew quickly in the tennis space. We, uh, we did, we've, over the last three years, we've done the majority of the U.S. Open Series tournaments. We've also done the Miami Open, the Rogers Cup, the Rolex Paris Masters, Swiss Open Gestad, Ladies Open Lausanne. So that we've grown quickly in that space. We also are in the independent baseball, independent league baseball team space. That's how, how actually we started. Um, and then we grew quickly in the college and university space, doing a lot of fan engagement for them. All white label, but in that tennis space, as we built the white label apps for our clients, and as we talked with the clients and their needs, small tournaments and large tournaments, and then met with the fans and did case studies and did focus groups and did more research with the fans on what they needed and wanted in a mobile app, we recognized that there is a huge need, there was a huge need for, a, for one year-round app to go to all the time. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd have the apps for the tournaments in, in, and then the fan would not need, not need it after the tournament, right? They'd kill the app until next year. But there's still tennis fans and there's still tennis players. They're still passionate about the sport. And yet there was nothing really out there that was truly comprehensive in nature, rich in content, live scores, live draws, all of that really, um, you know, fan and user, um, everything that they need. One hub for all things tennis is what we say. So, so building that Tennis One app was, um, was kind of a no-brainer for us. We said, we really think that this is something that is, is needed. Um, and then we launched in January, right before COVID. We had the Delray Beach Open. We were the official Which app of the there. Delray Beach I was Open. There. I was covering yes. that event. Love nice. that tournament. Thank Love you. that nice. tournament. I, me too. They're great, aren't they? A really great, great tournament. Um, we got that under our belt. We were named uh, the Tennis Industry Association's uh, Innovation Challenge winner. And then COVID hit and we're like, oh no, you know, how do you, we, we just launched, how do you, how do you save a company and, and, a, and a new app that, you know, cost us a lot of money to build? How do we save that? And so we immediately um, got on the phone with ATP and WTA tour players and started streaming every day in the app. And the connections that they were able to build with fans was something that they have all said, the majority of them have said, is really valuable. You know, they were able to build their personal brand and that connection that they don't normally get. Usually they're on the road, right? They're training. They, they don't have time to, to talk to fans and this gave them that chance. So it's that so was cool. really fun. So we grew Are, a lot during the pandemic, which is weird. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure. Are you looking at, you know, in the future, getting into maybe some other professional sports or other sports organizations? Yeah, for sure. We're actually in talks with we're in talks with a, a major league baseball team, uh, a pro football NFL team, um, uh, a football club in as part of the Bundesliga. Um, we're in talks with FIBA. You know, yeah. So we're we're in talks with a number of different um, major sports, and we are ready to scale. We're at that point where we're ready to scale, and we think that CrowdView Live is a great vehicle to 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 begin that scale. Yeah, I want to talk about that CrowdView Live because as that audience gets bigger, we've all been on the Zoom call with 50, 60 people and people talk over each other. Um, you run the risk of on any conference call, like a, you know, a Zoom call, whatever, 
of people talking over each other. Do you guys have capabilities within the app when you got so many people talking? Can you mute people? Um, how, how does that work as this gets bigger and bigger? Yeah, that's a great question. We can mute the crowd, um, but we can also offer the opportunity. So it's the CrowdView Live is designed to help sports organizations really engage fans and monetize them during this time when they have to be remote, when they can't have fans in the stands. And so the opportunity for them to buy a pass, either a, a day pass or a season pass, you know, a tournament pass, whatever that might be, um, is great. But then they can upgrade to, to pay just a teeny bit more if they want to sit in the front row and communicate with the broadcasters, with the, the hosts, um, or with the, the players. You know, it's a chance to, to get up close and personal with the players. So there is that chance. So if you want that special opportunity, absolutely. But for now, and if it's a small enough crowd, like we had with Top Seed, um, the Top Seed Open, it was, it was a small enough crowd and they were all, tennis is a fairly subdued spectator sport, right? So people were very respectful and it, it didn't get out of control at all. Um, but having a moderator host to you know, try and engage the, the crowd in, in fun ways, that, that worked really well. Um, and I think we'll continue to try to do that, especially in tennis. But when it starts to get to like football and, and you know, soccer, I, I think it could get a little rowdy. So we have the chance to not only do different official team parties simultaneously all at the same time, but we can also, they, the fan can also host their own private party in the app and they can do that you know it's it's super simple and then they send out a little invite to their friends and say hey join my party and and just have a lot of fun i love it super super cool it's the tennis one app go ahead all the listeners download it it's so cool and again the interaction with with like kristen said it could be players it could be coaches it could be um famous announcers it's super super cool and uh Hey, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Kristen, thank you so, so much for your time today. This was, a, this was a treat for me. It really was. Oh, it was a treat for me too. It's always fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to host me. I appreciate that. Best of luck and hey, stay safe. Have everyone stay safe during these times. You too. Thanks thank you so much. Take care.